Welcome. Welcome to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Graham, and a new national podcast that will span the nation to talk college football in the Division I subdivision. I'm Craig Hadley, FCS Senior Editor for Stats Perform and TheAnalyst.com, and co-host of this podcast along with some FCS royalty, the one and only Gary Reasons. Gary, how are you doing today? Hey, Craig, good to be with you. I'm actually great. Football is in the air. It's 107 degrees out here in Texas right now. They're trying to play a little football. It's coming, though. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the start of the season. <laughs> that is pretty hot. I, I, I feel you. Now, Gary, I consider you to be the star of FCS Delivered. Can you tell us about your history in the FCS? Well, Craig, it, uh, it goes back uh, to a long time, and I, I played at the FCS subdivision level back when it was you know, referred to as Division One AA. I played at Northwestern State, a uh, wonderful, wonderful university in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Had a great career there. Wound up making uh, first-team All-American three years in a row, my sophomore, junior, and senior seasons. And I really was the first one ever to do that at the subdivision level, which really was pretty cool. Then I went on to the NFL with a nice career with the New York Giants, won a couple of Super Bowl championships. And then when I got out of the game, I, I became a broadcaster, a television broadcaster with ABC Sports. And I've, I've been involved with, with broadcasting for, for just this is my 30th season calling college football games. Go figure. But I've uh, been, been around the FCS ranks uh, significantly. And you know, I really feel like I have got a real kinship to the, with the, a lot of the different things that we do. You and I, we, uh, we work together on presenting the FCS National Awards show every single year. Been involved with that for almost a decade with you now. And it's, it's really been a pleasure. I've been around the, the FCS National Awards for over 25 years. So I really like that position, love it. I'm, and I'm, I'm glad to be able to be the host and executive producer of that FCS National Awards show. And uh, look forward to bringing this, this podcast on a national level out to, uh, to everyone who's watching. Yeah, Whew. that is some background, Gary. Uh, so Seth Biley is our producer and Graham Bell is our senior multimedia producer at TheAnalyst.com. FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground, is available across all your favorite podcast platforms. There's Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, and many more. So please be sure to subscribe to, to the weekly show to never miss an episode and also to rate and review us. Hopefully it'll be a positive rating. I mean, you could also watch us on YouTube, our YouTube channel. Just search for FCS Delivered. Now, why are we here, Gary? Well, we're here to talk about FCS football. We're going to talk about a lot of different things and uh, in this podcast, and I think it's going to be kind of eye-opening, I hope. You know, we're going to give our perspectives on, on what's happening in the subdivision and what's going to happen on a week-to-week -week basis. Early on here, we're going to start looking at some of the prognostications that we'll take a look at going across the FCS and you know, some of the All-American teams. We'll look at some of the watch lists. We've got a whole plethora of things, Craig, that we're going to look at here. Uh, and we're going to bring this uh, bring this to a discussion between you and I, and we, we might have a guest or two along the way, but uh, we'll have a lot of fun. <laughs> sure, we will. <laughs> All right, so if we're going to talk 2023 season, I mean, it's the 46th in the FCS. It, it began in 1978 when Division One uh, split into 1A and 1AA. Now it's the FBS and the FCS football championship subdivision. 128 schools this year, 15 conferences combining on 13 leagues. What stands out to you about the FCS? Well, I think it has grown. I think the prominence is there. And I love the format of the FCS. I love that we play a college season 
that it means something significantly to win your conference. And that's really got to be paramount for most uh, student athletes and coaches in this in this subdivision because you've got to get there. That's the only way you can guarantee yourself a, an entry into the playoffs, which the FCS has had for years and years and years. And they host the, we have the FCS National Championship game here in Frisco, and we give out the the awards for the FCS National Awards the night before every uh, every year here in Frisco, Texas. So, meaning playing a conference champion and getting there means something. Otherwise, you're going to have to get in as an at large bid or or you know have a little luck on your side. But uh, that's really uh, it's meaningful, I think, to have that type of a setup, and it ends with you know a bracketed tournament. So, so to speak, to, to finish the season. Yeah, it's a great point, Gary. I always find that F, people in the FCS community, they point to that 2014 playoff with such pride, right. knowing it hasn't quite been as deep on the FBS level. So I just think you nailed it, that that is like the pride and joy in, on the FCS. Now, you know, some of the changes, uh, obviously the, the A-Sun and, and SWAC have, uh, they're playing now in their third season together, but they've renamed to uh, United Athletic Conference, um, nine teams there. The uh, Big South and OVC have formed a, a football association. They have uh, 10 teams there. That's new this year. Um, the CAA had actually one of the more interesting changes of the offseason. I mean, it was always Colonial Athletic Association, CAA football. Now that they've added two new schools, Campbell and North Carolina A&T, up to 15 schools, the biggest FCS conference ever, CAA football stands for Coastal Athletic Association. I thought that was just fascinating how they could do it so seamlessly when changing a name. And then of all well, the changes that change. I think, yeah, the one change I think that stands out that you could tell us about is 27 new coaches, which is always big for a program. One of them happens to be at Jackson State with T.C. Taylor. We know who he's replacing. Well, being being going in there and having a program that was run by Deion Sanders is obviously something that you have to kind of understand what what you're getting into. And you know, Deion did a great job when he he stepped into the ranks at the FCS level. Now have an opportunity at Colorado. Good luck to him. But I think there's going to be change credit time, and uh, that's what that's what's neat about college football. You know, we all root for our alma maters. Myself, Northwestern State. I've got got a lot of ties there. I was just there this past weekend. All of us have these different uh, things that we, we we pull together around a community and these universities. And so when change does happen, you know, whether it's coaching staff, whether it's new players, you know, a new nucleus of guys, it uh, kind of brings us all together to kind of look at it and come together and, and kind of root at, root for our team and, and try to pull something together. Hopefully we're going to have great seasons. All of us think so at the start of the season, but uh, it doesn't always work out that way. Sure. Change. Change really hits a program, but it brings excitement because everybody has extra energy. We're going to go to a quick break, and then we'll be back to talk more FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. I'm Craig Haley, along with Gary Reasons. We've been talking about changes here on the FCS level going into the 2023 season. And would you believe there's change at the top? <laughs> yep, the national champs, South Dakota State. They actually have a new head coach, John Stiegelmeyer, has retired. Um, Jimmy Rogers, who has been, has been a player and assistant for about 15 seasons under Coach Stig, has now leading the, the uh, program. 
but you know they're going to be right in the mix i mean how impressed are you by the jackrabbits gary well, I think that this football team is built the right way. And Coach Stiegelmeyer, with his career that he had at, uh, at that university, you know, I think he ended it the right way, Craig. He was with us in December, the night before the, F the FCS National Championship game, when, when we handed him the Eddie Robinson Award as the Coach of the Year at the FCS level. And he ended it right. He and his team went out there. They took care of business in the National Championship game. And what, what better way to go out on top? And now you're you're turning the reins over to another coach, and how is that going to affect your team? Are they going to have that consistency of approach? I think that's good here. I think they're hiring from within. I think that they're going to have that consistency of approach. And, you know, they're just not – they're going to be business as usual, I think, because Coach Stiegelmeyer put a great program together there, and they've got a lot of great players returning, Craig, and I don't see a whole lot that's going to uh, go wrong with their program. Uh, November 4th. You know what's important about that date. <laughs> that's that's the Dakota marker game. That's when they, they, they'll they be hosting uh, North Dakota State. Um, those are bitter rivals. They've been the top programs in recent seasons. So, the, yeah, that's that's the big one. And I tell you, the, uh, the Jackrabbits are really built for a repeat. I mean, if they repeat, they'd be the eighth different program to uh, win at least two in a row, which is a national titles, which is just tremendous. I mean, yeah. they have they had the most players on our stats reform FCS All America preseason team uh, with eight. Um, one of them is is Mark Granowski. He was the most outstanding player from the national championship game. He was one of our second team uh, selections at quarterback. They're just a deep team. And, and mentioning North Dakota State, you know, they're hosting not only. Uh, the Bison, but also Montana State, who South Dakota State beat in the semifinals last year. So they're really stacked to to have a great season with, with the home schedule and all this returning talent. I, they're just going to be tremendous. Yeah, and they don't have an FBS now, opponent on their, on, on their schedule either. So, you know, they're going to play all FCS, uh, you know, talent teams. So that, that should give you know, put, be in their favor a little bit. So I, I do think the Jackrabbits are going to be one strong team once again. And, and Coach Rogers, he's been there for 15 years. So it's not anything new to him. And he's just going to continue working the way the Coach Stiegelmeyer had put things together there. And uh, I wish him the best. Sure. I, I tell you, another incredible fact about the FCS this season, Gary, is three teams in the top five that finished in the top five last year in, in our top 25 poll, not just uh, South Ca Dakota State, but also UIW and Sacramento State also have new head coaches. To have three out of five is, is just amazing. Uh, UIW and Carnet Word, they were third. Um, they're, you know, Clint uh, Killo has taken over from within. Uh, high scoring offense, obviously they're replacing Lindsey Scott Jr., who we know a lot about as, as last year's Walter Payton Award winner. Uh, Zach Calzada is in from Texas A&M, uh, and he also played at Auburn. He he was he's a new quarterback, and he led a win at Texas A&M over Alabama, top ranked Alabama at the time in 2021. That offense is going to continue to roll uh, down in the Southland, down in your way, Gary. Well, you know I cover the Southland Conference, and I you know obviously I know a lot about the conference here and a lot of the coaching staff and changes and things. When they decided to elevate Clint Killow to be that, that new head coach there following G.J. Kenny, um, you know, they knew that who, what they were getting. He's a known commodity there in the community. He's a former player at UIW, so he's got all the, 
the things that you'd like to have, kind of a homegrown guy that you want to be there and, and kind of rally around. And I don't think I don't see a whole lot of offensive change there. The philosophy is going to be pretty much the same. It's been there for the last several years. And I think there's still going to be an awesome offense that's going to be explosive. You know, the Cardinals last year were 51 points a game. Uh, that, that's, that's pretty big. Those are big numbers. And all, I know that everyone in the South and Conference, they do respect UIW. And what they've done over the last several years has been impressive. Sure. Uh, the other uh, school we mentioned, uh, South Sacramento State, uh, they have a new coach, uh, Andy Thompson, also hired within. He's been a part of the, this great success story there. Uh, he's been a part of the Big Sky Conference. Uh, I think it goes back to 1997 as a player at Montana. He's been in the league every year except for one in that time. So it's kind of a seamless approach uh, for the Hornets. Uh, they've won 19 straight Big Sky games. You know, we all think Montana State when it comes down to late in the playoffs, but Sacramento State has been a dominant program. They were number five last year to end of the season, and they have a new coach in Andy Thompson as well, Gary. Yeah, I remember voting last year in the in the uh, all season long, and it seemed to me that Sacramento State just kept percolating, percolating, and they they were moving up the rankings in our FCS polls every single week. So uh, the stats performed in top 25 is uh, – is looked at across the country as kind of the gold standard. And, and I see Sacramento State being up there again in that mix again. Uh, they've got a lot of consistency that they do there, and I like their approach. Sure. Okay. Now, we talked South Dakota State, Gary. You can't mention them without North Dakota State. <laughs> uh, been to 10 of the last 12 national finals. They won nine times. Last, last year against uh, South Dakota State was their first loss down in Frisco, Texas at the national championship game. Obviously, Matt Entz uh, is, is there. He's, he's, he's been there for a while coaching. They've won a couple titles under him, uh, national titles in 2019, 2021. But there are surrounding their programs a little shaken, I think, uh, because they lost badly to South Dakota State in the championship game. And they've had great turnover of, of key players, you know, missing starters, a few transfers. Are they going to be back in Frisco, Gary? You have to look at the Bison as a team that there's that possibly is going to be there at the end. Uh, the game that I talked about earlier, you know, that date, November 4th, when South Dakota State hosts them, uh, they have a, that's going to be the game that is circled. So South Dakota State has won the last four meetings between the two teams. So that, that kind of gives you a little bit of a, a chip, so to speak, on the Jackrabbit side. But will that continue? Matt Inch, as you mentioned, Matt, uh, uh, Craig is, is you know, continues at the helm there. And I think that he's got enough pedigree there in that program to rally these guys and get them going again. And I, I see that them being a force, but when it comes down to, you know, the guy that's going to be there potentially at the end here, I think that that November 4th game really, really looms large at, at, for the entire FCS level. That's a good point. Here's a question for you, Gary. I mean, we talked UIW, we talked North Dakota State. UIW would spread you out. North Dakota State's going to smash mouth you. As, as a linebacker, a former linebacker, what, what do you want to see coming at you to defend? Well, I tell you, in college football these days, the game is really spread out. It's really putting players in space to make plays, throw the football out there. 
let these guys uh, let these guys work. You know, the big power running games, you know, it kind of gets looked over. But North Dakota State still has that power, powerful running attack. That, that's a staple that they have built there for years and years and years. And so they always build their offense around a very stable offensive line. I don't see that changing. That's going to be the kind of the cornerstone of who they are. They want to be able to run the football when they want to, and they want to be able to throw it when they want to. Almost like a Bill Parcells mentality, the guy that I know a little bit about, and that's kind of good seeing how that the team still think that that pounding, uh, uh, that running game at you can really be a difference, and I think it can still be for North Dakota State. Sure. Montana State, they're kind of built like North Dakota State and, and South Dakota State because they're, they're strong on both lines, and that, that's been key, I think, for a while now in, in the FCS, being really strong on the offensive-defensive line. Uh, Brent Vegan, uh, he's led them to great success. They've been to the Bobcats have been to at least the semifinals in their their last three seasons. They didn't play in the 2020 pandemic shortened season, but I think they're a definitive number three going into the year after the Jackrabbits and the Bison. A am I right in that? I think you're close, correct. I think this they you have to have to be in the conversation. It's kind of just kind of been these three teams here, you know, kind of picking away at each other. And, and it really is a, a kind of a, a group that you have to really look at as the teams that are really kind of be right there at the top and things you can talk about. You talk about this offensive line with the quarterback play with Mallet and, and Shane, Sean Chambers. There's an opportunity there, you know, to be really strong for the quarterbacks. They, they have an opportunity to, to really be superlative. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me that, that these guys get really, really hot. And then, you know, they may be, uh, be the one that we may be talking about uh, come early January here in Frisco, Texas. <laughs> now, I, I've been uh, accused of maybe thinking that I know everything ahead of time, but I really don't because I, we've seen a lot over time that doesn't pan out the way we are talking in the preseason. You know, I'm saying, you know, I'm, I'm pointing out the three teams that I think that are one, two, and three, but a lot can change. I mean, tell us about the unknown. Well, there is a lot of unknown, and it, it can happen. You know, injuries, those are things that are going to pop up for every football team. You have to deal with them, and you just have to find adversity. You know, every, you know, I went to a university. We, we nicknamed our school sometimes Adversity University because we have to overcome <laughs> certain things, that, but you never know what they are. It's injury. Players just have to develop, and that's what's special about college football. And I think at the FCS level, there is going to be some of those unknowns that just are going to happen out there. And you just, you know, there's going to be some big upsets. We're going to find out early in the season, likely to see if there's going to, be, going to be any FCS teams that overcome an FBS opponent. There will be some key matchups that we'll be looking at then uh, early on. We'll talk about some of those in the upcoming weeks here as we start looking towards the, the, the early schedule. So I think there's things that can build a team to have that chemistry. And, you know, there'll be some guys in, in each conference that are rising to the top in each one of the different conferences. And they may not be the ones that are that are – you know, picked in the preseason ranking by the coaches or or even the media polls. So I think there's a lot that's still to be to be said about where each one of these programs is going to end up there. But Craig, I think uh, I think you've got three of the teams at the top that really are worth uh, being in the conversation early on here. You know, just with what they they've shown over recent years. You make a good point. I, if I remember correctly, last year when there were 14 different leagues, I think only five of the preseason favorites voted on in, in the league polls only five actually went on to win their league title i think only three of them were outright champions so it just shows you 
teams do rise from the pack. You know, the big sky in the, in the CAA with all their teams, there's always somebody out there that seems to come out of the middle of the pack of the preseason, that is. You know, I, I think Sanford last year winning the SOCON, that was a surprise. Or, or North Carolina Central was there all year, but we all thought, you know, as the MEAC champ, champ they would lose to, to Dion's Jackson State team. And, and sure enough, North Carolina Central won the, the Celebration Bowl. But all right, then let me put you on the spot, Gary. I mean, if if you had to pick a national champion, would you take South Dakota State or the field, which now includes North Dakota State for a change? Well, there's one team and then, what, 118 other teams? <laughs> it seems like a pretty good bet to take the field. But, uh, you know, you look at what the team has put together – um, and how well they have played year after year and being able to have that consistency, consistency of approach, and the players just are buying into it. Uh, you know, I'm one of those football junkies, Craig, where I love the process that teams put together, and, and I call it structure. The structure that you build as a football team, and it all starts with the head coach and the previous head coach and maybe the one before him that gets this program to where they expect to win. It's not just out there trying to figure out a win. They expect to win. And that's what's happened with the North Dakota States and, and South Dakota States. That's the programs that they have built. They expect to win. I know there's a lot of teams that are, you know, doing new things. They've got new talent out there. They're still looking to find themselves. And early in the season, each one of these teams in, the, in, in their different conferences, they're looking to see who's going to evolve, who's going to gel. I, we kind of know the the basically the makeup of those those two teams, North Dakota State and South Dakota State, okay. because of what they've done in recent years. So uh, I think I might um, probably take South Dakota State against the field, <laughs> just because of just because of the structure factor. I think I'm joining joining you on that with that veteran team that's back with the Jackrabbits. But well, FCS delivered, you know, uh, presented by FedEx Ground is one of the reasons we're doing this is because of FedEx Ground's expanded sponsorship of all that we do at, at Stats Perform and, and the analysts uh, with, with, with the FCS. I mean, last year, uh, FedEx Ground sponsored the Doris Robinson Scholar Athlete of the Year, uh, which was Jake Chisholm uh, from Dayton, the tremendous running back. Uh, now they're sponsoring all of our awards, uh, presenting all of them from the Walter Payton to the Buck Buchanan, Jerry Rice, the Eddie Robinson, all long-standing uh, national awards in, in, in the FCS, our top 25 national poll. Uh, in many, many ways, FedEx Ground has now lifted what they're doing in their, their support of FCS college football, and even something you're going to be doing, Gary. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I really am really impressed with uh, how FedEx Ground has really stepped up here. And, you know, I want to want to thank uh, my college teammate, John Smith, who is the uh, CEO of FedEx Ground, and he's done a great job of leading that group. But, you know, he is a college football player like myself and on, on teams, and he understands, uh, you know, what, what they're looking for as far as the student athlete. And, you know, we're going to be doing something this year. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it today, but I'm not going to tell you all of it. But you're, you're going to be excited about it because there's something else that we're about to uh, announce with our, our, our partnership with FedEx Ground that's going to be taking a little bit of a turn here from where I am week to week to week. And I'll just kind of leave it at that. And you got to check in next week here on this FCS Delivered podcast. We'll make a full announcement about what's ahead of us here and expanding our partnership with FedEx Ground. 
I like that, Gary. A surprise for next week already. I come back. I, I, you know, you got to come back and hear, hear more. <laughs> That's tremendous. All right, we're going to take uh, another break with FCS Delivered, and, and we'll be back to talk more FCS. Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. I'm Craig Haley. I'm here with Gary Reasons, and this is our final segment, Gary. We've been talking about a lot of the teams that are you know, going to be right there in, at the top of the FCS. Obviously, you, you've probably seen on TheAnalyst.com, we've released our FCS preseason All-America team. What a vast uh, amount of talent out there. There were 52 schools represented from the 13 leagues, uh, 107 players. Um, it's It just shows you how far uh, reaching the, the FCS is. Um, plenty of veterans too. What did you, what stood out to you on the All-America team? Well, it is, it's a good mix. That's the thing, Craig, it really is. You're, you know, the, what we, what we take a look at is all, you know, all these different players and what they have done uh, up until now. And so they're playing off what they previously done. And, you know, maybe, uh, the previous, uh, things that they've done gives you an expectation level for where they might be today. And, you know, these, these All-American selection teams, uh, really just kind of set the table for, you know, hopefully some superlative play for throughout the FCS. So I applaud and congratulate all of the, the young men who are uh, offensive, defensive, special team players uh, that, are, that are mentioned as, as All-Americans, preseason All-Americans on our Stats Perform All-American list. It's, uh, it's well-deserved, and hopefully you're going to have a great season to, to, to expand on that and, and possibly get there at the end. Sure. You know, I think we all like preseason lists. It gets us talking. There's debate. It just really gets us going in, you know, in a flow towards the season. We followed up with the uh, preseason All-America team with, with the Walter Payton Award watch list, which goes, uh, the award goes to the uh, FCS Offensive Player of the Year, and obviously it's, it's presented by FedEx Ground now. 12 past finalists uh, were on that list yeah. of 35. You remember Jaden Sheridan, uh, the, the Monmouth uh, running back from, from last year's uh, announcement. He, he finished third. Did you like the list? I think the list is, is, is pretty good. I really do. You know, Jaden was with us in, in Frisco uh, this past uh, January. Uh, you know, he, he was there as one of the top finalists for the Walter Payton Award. And, you know, he's back for Monmouth. You know, he had a monster year at the running back position. Michael Hires is going to be an op have an opportunity there with Sanford to do well, and you know, you know, Southeast running back Geno Hess also possibly there. You know, he was fifth last year, so there's there's a lot of players that had some had had a great run a year ago. We'll just kind of see where things bubble up here. We're going to be watching every single one of them throughout the season, and it's going to be fun to kind of see at week to week to week who is playing well, and we'll see how well this preseason watch list kind of shakes out in the end. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, like the Peyton Award, we have the Buck Buchanan Award watch list, which, you know, Buck Buchanan, all-time great. That that award goes to the uh, FCS Defensive Player of the Year. And, and, and two of the finalists are back uh, that made it to Frisco. John Pius from uh, uh, William & Mary was second. Uh, David Walker, uh, Central Arkansas defensive end, is, was third. I mean, there are some of the key ones back, but 13 pass finalists, Peyton, uh, Buchanan, do you feel like one's easier to gauge before the season or during the season? Um, no, not really. I think that they've all got to show up and play. It was good to meet uh, John and David, both of them in Frisco last year. They uh, really well-deserved players. Did not win that uh, that award, but uh, 
it's really, really pretty fun. And, you know, for, for these guys and, you know, just kind of give you a, a quick little story here, Craig, you know, myself, you know, as, as a college football player was inducted to the College Football Hall of Fame with two of our namesakes here, both Walter Payton and uh, it was posthumously Buck Buchanan. So we were the inaugural class of small college players inducted to the College Football Hall of Fame together. So I have a kind of a kinship here with, with these guys. And, and uh, it's been kind of fun for me to, over the years to kind of uh, kind of bring these awards along as, as a host and MC of that, that award show. And uh, it's just been a lot of fun for me. And I'm really appreciative of being able to do that and, and kind of give this back to the, the new, new age of players that are coming into the game today. I, I tell you, Gary, the, the night of the FCS awards uh, banquet, you, you, you're the, been the longtime host. It always feels like New Year's Eve to me. It, it just it, the electricity <laughs> in the air at that banquet, everybody's anticipation of the winners and just, do you agree that it feels like New Year's Eve? It is a good night. It's really fun when we have a, a group of people that are there and their hearts are all in the right place. And, and it really is a showcase of the best talent across the FCS. We bring them in, we, we, we want them and dine them, so to speak. And it's a lot of fun. And, and we really celebrate the, uh, uh, the great play of these athletes. And, and with FedEx Ground as our, as our partner, they really want to extend uh, into the athlete community. And a little bit about the partnership here with FedEx Ground is that they're really looking to, you know, make themselves known in the athlete community because one of their goals as a company is to recruit student athletes, collegiate student athletes. So they feel like that they have the makeup to be a part of a, of a global company, which is what FedEx Ground is and all of the FedEx brands. So that is something that is paramount within our partnership here is to bring a little bit of prominence all to, to the student athletes and also introduce FedEx Ground to these student athletes. So more on that ahead as I've got something else to talk about and we'll talk more about that <laughs> next week, Greg. Certainly. Uh, yeah, FCS delivered next week. I mean, not only Gary's uh, surprise announcement, but We'll be talking FCS uh, preseason top 25 because those rankings will be out already by then. Uh, you know, maybe we'll talk some more watch lists. I mean, there's just tremendous talent. We could talk all day and night about, about FCS level. Uh, we will start to premiere podcasts on, on Wednesdays moving forward. Um, obviously, the uh, FedEx uh, ground sponsorship, you know, is really, you know, going to take it to the next level with, with, with this, with FCS delivered. I mean, uh, it's available on all your favorite podcast platforms, as we mentioned. Don't forget, it. it's Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, others. Uh, our show will be on our YouTube uh, channel, so just search for FCS Delivered. I hope we get some uh, positive reviews uh, on the YouTube channel, Gary. Well, they're gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a YouTube channel that's going to be growing, Craig. Every single week, there's going to be more. I'm giving you more, more stuff away here than I really meant to. Uh, but there's going to be, <laughs> be things out there that uh, that are going to be new to new to folks, and it'll be fun to fun to follow and fun fun to watch. But you know, Craig Craig Haley does a great job. He is our 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 lead writer, and he can he writes about everything about FCS, and he is the guy. So theanalyst.com is where you're going to be able to find all of Craig's work, and he does. We work all the time throughout the, the whole season. And even in the off season, he, he brings it all there, kind of kind of wraps it up in a nice little bow so we can all uh, look at it, talk about it, and that uh, makes it a lot of fun. Well, thank you, Gary. I mean, as I mentioned, you are FCS royalty to me. And, and to hear your stories, whew, what a background. And 
Special thanks also to Seth Biley and Graham Bell, our producers of FCS Delivered. I think it's been a fun first uh, podcast and looking forward to many more, Gary. Yeah, it's going to be a blast all season, Craig. Thank you, buddy. All right. Thanks again to FedEx Ground for presenting FCS Delivered, and we will see you soon.